That's one beer for you, two for me, three or four more. High five, I gotta pee. Ew. That's six, seven, eight, mate, fine, cheers. Then let's sleep. We're nine beers deep. Nine beers deep. Uh. <laughs> oh shit, I forgot my big mug. I'm gonna grab it. What the hell, man? Nine beers deep. I'm Cody Shelton. And I'm Seth Harmon. Episode 12. Uh, How fun. Before we know it, we're going to be at uh, 18. We're going to have to do another, we're another gonna movie night. We're going to have to do six beers or something. Yeah. I just don't know how we did that in the past. No, well, I, I guess no we were and always talked about how hammered we were. To the point where... You know, I was puking on myself and yeah, making everybody true. endure it. So I don't think that there was any kind of uh, acknowledgement of what where we were at in our mental capacity yeah, that's true. at that time. And you know what's funny is, like, I wouldn't drink a sip of water afterwards. I, I would walk into the theater. We'd watch the whole movie. The only time I'd leave was to piss every five minutes. <laughs> and I don't ever remember feeling awful. I felt awful. Yeah. Awful after that first one. I think you're right, though, dude. I think it was just we chugged those beers and then we stumbled in and we just sat there for two hours and our body just kind of like, yeah, let I it guess happen. we weren't trying to think. Our body could just yeah. actively work on not dying, you know? <laughs> well, and also we were younger. We were, we were 10 years younger. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Fuck, Colette. She um, put up pictures even from the year, like a year after we graduated. Uh, like Day of the Dead, we took some Day of the Dead photos. Mm -hmm. and yes, dude, those photos are amazing. Shout out to Colette. Oh, aren't they? She's doing yeah. good. I thought they were cool. And that was, it was pretty, um, I don't want to say rush, but like we were under a specific time constraint to get the makeup done. Yeah. And then we were both getting frustrated with the makeup because we really didn't prepare like we should have. And then we had to find a section of woods in fucking Los Angeles, which we did. Yeah. Um, and it was Dude. so nice just to sit in the, in the woods. There was like, it was like quiet. You could just hear now outside of being terrified that a mountain lion was going to attack me the whole time. It was like, so I almost wanted to cry because I can't tell you the last time I've walked through the grass. Like I've sat on trees and like looked around and didn't see roads. It was like so nice, but yeah, Dude, those pictures are hot as fuck. I love those. Photos. Thanks man. Yeah. Yeah. But wow. Do I look older? Huh? <laughs> I mean, it's only going to go worse so um dude um i'm reading the war of art you like it it's so good it's so good it has been helping me so much uh good trying to make decisions and um also like my friend here in chicago she's kind of like taking steps to like re like kind of like change up her life and figure out what she's going to do she's moving she's doing all this stuff and so like it's kind of like put a fire under my ass man it's so it's good opening huh opening up my fucking eyes of like uh, all these things in my life that i've mm -hmm. instead of actually going for what i want and the things that i actually love and the things that i know that i need for my life and like putting up right. all these kind of like roadblocks that i've done myself right uh, uh, from relationships to mm -hmm. alcohol to drugs to everything and how that's uh, affected my the trajectory of what I want. Right. Which is weird. Anyway, super no, excited. No, I'm the same. I'm I've the had same a really good way. week. I've had a really good week. I feel super excited. Yeah. I mean, obviously. I almost feel like I should just read this book once a month, you know, just to like yeah. refocus myself. Yeah. Because it's so true, like, even, like, you know, acting stuff, like, go, doing the work to find jobs, you know, submit yourself or reach out to your agent and, or, or, like, writing. We both, Seth and I both write. The hardest thing in the world is to sit down and just start, you know? Like, I Absolutely. can have a thousand great ideas, but when then it's time to sit down, it's like, I'd rather take a hammer to my big toe, you know? Right. But it's absolutely. like so hard. Yeah. Well, dude, I've been like, I've been right, trying to write this book series for how right. many fucking years? I've gotten one book done, but like, there's so many different, like, so much more that I want to do. Mm -hmm. And I haven't sat down and done it because 
life got in the way, but that's me. I got in the way. Right. I did it to myself. And right. it's something that uh, I, I can't excuse anymore, I guess. Yeah. It's right. just, you just got to do it. Yeah. Also, why I miss Adderall? Because it helped me just do it. It really did. Well, it helped maybe, me just maybe don't do step it. back into that. I've been thinking well, about it. I want to know what day, when was the last day you didn't think about it? That's the question. You know, it would be the last day I took it. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, that's funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's called addiction. <laughs> you know what's funny? Like with writing, I actually think it helps me. With acting, I feel like it really restricts me, though. Well, and that's how I, I don't have as much about, freedom. I'm just like too locked onto ideas, you know? That's how I feel about weed is weed helps me. <laughs> like I can sit down and like write out like um, tons of outlines and all these ideas and everything like where I want to go, like where I want to go with whatever story I'm writing, but actually sitting down and doing the writing, I can't so do it when I'm high. Right. Definitely not. So not smoking weed while I'm acting. That'll just make me want to like, curl up right. into a ball Jesus. and that'll amplify the most horrifying. Uh, all the anxieties. Huh? All the anxiety. Oh my God. That's a, that sounds like a fucking nightmare being on stage stoned. Yeah. Yeah. Even doing it drunk, which I've done some stuff drunk, like rehearsal. Cause I'd forget. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'd forget that I had rehearsal and I, you know, this is back when I drank at like 11 a.m you not counting quarantine like um and then all of a sudden i'd just you know get a text like about rehearsal that day and and realize it's an hour away and there's nothing you can do at that right, point no you, know, uh, you just oh i mean i've gone to go i've definitely gone to rehearsals drunk and stoned out of my mind and uh those were terrible rehearsals that i didn't oh remember. my god dude there was a guy i was doing a show with he would get so fucking high before rehearsal um he literally wouldn't speak english like I, I like there was one day that he was trying to talk to another guy in the show who i don't think realized he was high the just watching what was happening like the the guy that he was talking to was also very no nonsense like no nonsense whatsoever finally the guy he he asked him what he said like a couple times and finally it's like hey man I have no idea what words you're saying, let alone what thought you're trying to share with me. Like, I don't know. Uh, we're just going to end this conversation because I can't even understand you. And it was like, you literally wouldn't even know where he was. He was so fucked up. And then we both did a show with a gentleman that I really had a lot of love for, but that guy would uh, get whacked out on all kinds of shit. And then just would be reckless, like scary, reckless. Because it wasn't like weed. I don't know what he was on, but he was like manic seeming and would just make choices that you're like, what are you doing? You know, like, oh, yeah, you know who it was. <laughs> you know Fuck, who it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like being crazy on stage, man. And he was like doing stuff that was not staged or scripted. And like, even, I mean, just me watching, I was like, oh, he's, he's, he's fucked up on drugs. That's what's what I'm watching right now. Well, isn't, you know, isn't that, isn't that what happened during Romeo and Juliet? Didn't he like, um, because remember he, it was during tech or it was like the last day of tech and it was him. And I think someone else was doing something that was absolute insanity. And remember Chris came in, he was super angry and he was like, well, I guess it's not even the show that I directed anymore. Do you remember this? Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, and, and I think that it actually got worse and worse as the run went on. Oh, and it maybe, was it was later. maybe it was later. Maybe it was later, yeah. It was Tybalt's death scene. And I remember when I stabbed him, his reaction was so violent and just off the wall that I was, like, taken aback. And I was used to him and working with him. And he literally, like, screamed and threw himself on the ground and, like, flopped around on the ground. And we're all like sitting there, like everyone was just like mouth open, like, what, what is happening? What is happening? And then he like died. And then I like, like just, you know, kept going or whatever. 
And that's when Chris was like, what the fuck is happening? You know, it, it got worse and worse. And then there's the performance when uh, at intermission, like a whole half of our cast forgot to enter. Remember that? Like we would enter slowly at intermission and it would start to dance. And whoever was the lead of that one other entrance wasn't yeah. paying attention and they missed it. So they just weren't there for the whole dance, like the whole intro, the whole speech. We were missing half of our cast. I do not remember this. <laughs> oh, I don't dude. remember that. But it I was, was out so there for the big, dance. Man. Maybe that yeah, was my group. Was, <laughs> no. Oh, oh, oh. I think they did try to come in late. So, but I feel like you probably entered on the same side as me. I was, uh, I entered um, stage left. That's where I entered from. Okay, okay. It was stage right. That was by, like, the broom closet. You know what right, I'm saying? Right, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That is the side that did not enter. And I remember seeing them open the door and trying to come in, and some of them just frozen, like, basically by the door. Oh, because of we had to enter and then freeze. And freeze. And yeah. then walk, and then freeze. Yeah, and yeah. And then walk, and then and freeze. And they fucked yeah. it up, so they oh, couldn't make it, it in. They couldn't make it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shit, that's funny. Bought this huge bag of beef jerky, and I was like, oh, this will last me a week. It's almost gone. I bought it oh, today. I love beef jerky. Me too. But I don't like – I mean, I get beef jerky from the store. I want – I haven't had beef jerky or deer jerky. I mean, I want – Ooh, deer jerky. Deer jerky. Shit. My brother used that... to make it all the time when he'd go oh. hunting. Mm-hmm. Same with my dad. Yeah. Well, so the beef jerky you can get in like Oklahoma where it's like really dry. Yeah. You know I what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. The dry beef. That's super the shit. Dry I don't want that so Slim Jim bullshit. I want no. the fucking weird board looking shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, oh, man. I haven't had deer jerky in so long. It's been <sighs> so good. You know what's awesome is every time I say I'm coming home, my mom will buy a huge tub of that beef jerky for me. God, it's I awesome. love your mom so much. She's so your, great. Your mom has always mom. been so nice to me. She'll your either get, so kind. she's great. She'll get me beef jerky. She'll stock up on pumpkin spice and patchouli candles because they're my favorites. And she'll light them in the house. Like the day I show up, the house will smell like pumpkin spice or one of those two. One of those two. God damn it. It's so nice. Yeah. All right. So what cool. are we doing first? Doesn't News matter. or gay corner? Doesn't matter. What do you want to dive into? I feel like maybe maybe we should uh, chug a beer. Okay. Uh, oh, it's good to it's good to see you, brother. Dude, it's good to hang out, man. You too, dude. It feels good. Uh, also, I feel like I haven't talked to you like all week. We haven't talked since our last recording. I mean, we texted. Yeah, but we haven't. Like, but it's mostly about the recording, <laughs> you know. Well, that's true. Not really that like needs catching to change. up. That needs to change. Yeah. I do love this. But also, I like to just call and just, you know. Yeah, shoot the shit. Yeah. Yeah, we should do that at least as many times as we do a podcast. Yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely. You know, bussy? Oh, that's my favorite term now. I love you, dude. I wish you get a bussy tattoo somewhere. Dude, I am I am going to do. I will. I will now. I'm getting, <laughs> I'm doing a, uh, so like I have my tattoo on my thigh, right? Uh-huh. And I got Is that your Harry best- Potter tattoo? It's the Lord of the Rings tattoo. So Lord of the it's, Rings. It's the doors of Durin with uh, Gandalf standing in front of it. And it says friend um, in Elvish. You're such a nerd. Uh, yeah. Welcome. <laughs> welcome to my life. But I want to do a full like ass and top of my leg all the way around like sleeve of like my leg. Oh, that's cool. So I'm just yeah. going to throw a bunch of shit on there. I actually want to get like two betta fish for Howie the Rookie. That's cool. A red one. Oh, and a blue that's one. cool. A red one and a blue one. Man, uh, we should get matching betta fish tattoos. I would love that. I would if love that. If you move out here, let's do that. When I move out there. When out, yeah, the correction. When that's you move going out here, to let's happen. get some matching betta fish tattoos. Um, I'm going to get like my wand, the one that chose me at Harry Potter World, the one that's uh-huh. over in the corner. I'm going to get that one tattooed on me. But, Bussy. Bussy. I'm going to do that sleeve. I'll put bussy in that sleeve. <laughs> yeah. That's cool, dude. Yeah, yeah. There's so many tattoos I want. I just can't get them yet because they're all visible pretty much where I want them. Mm. I really want a skull on my middle finger 
uh, is an homage to like um, Johnny Depp and um, what's his face in the Rolling Stones. Mm-hmm. They both wear these skull rings. And then I want Elvis's logo tattooed like maybe oddly placed somewhere on my arm. And then I also want a Rock Doodle Doo, the cartoon. I don't know if you ever saw that as a yes. child. Yeah, of I course. want Chanticleer. I want him tattooed on me somewhere. Um, Where? Where do you want? I kind of want him oddly placed on my, my bicep, like a big Chanticleer, like his fucking jacked ass, you know? Like, maybe that's more of a quad tattoo, like a Chanticleer, you know? But you know what tattoo I regret never getting? And I could still get it, but it just wouldn't be the same. You remember Muzza? Yeah. Muzza had a lightning bolt tattoo that said Muzza above it or below it. I can't remember, on his ankle. I believe I re- it, was, it said Muzza above. Yeah. I remember, yeah. This was around the time that because like, his the, friend did it, right? Dude, so this guy, shout out to Muzza. He, he, Australian, would get drunk, and his friend was a tattoo artist. And when he was like blackout, his friend would tattoo shit on him. So he would wake up the next day with like a random tattoo. He had like a purple transformer, or what's the bad transformer? The um, I don't know anything about the. Transformer. Anyways, not the transformer, but the whatever the other ones like the symbol like huge on the back of his hamstring um the muzzle one apparently yeah that he gave it to him when he was blacked out drunk he tattooed a purple transformer symbol (laughs) on the back of his leg (laughs) and then um he had oh muzzle i love you dude apparently bring you and your wife and your kid over right and uh it's probably easier for us just to go visit him we should definitely go see that'd be fun right Muzza, we're I've been Australian a long time. We're, I've never been to Australia. I've only been to New Zealand. It's awesome. It's awesome. Um, and then he apparently wanted the Muzza tattoo, but was blackout drunk. The guy tattooed him on a uh, like a pool chair, like a pool lounge. Um, what are those called? Like a chaise lounge or whatever? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He gave him that tattoo, and then he instantly fell in like a dirt pile. And then a passed out, and a dog was like licking the tattoo, like as soon as he got it. Um, and then he drunkenly got "Life is a Garden, Dig It" on his ribs, like with a little flower. I did see that. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So every time he got, but the transformer, I think he did not ask for, nor knew Wanted. happened until it was done. <laughs> Jesus <Yeah>. Christ! <laughs> oh God! Wow! Can you imagine? I would At be least his stuff's angry. Good. I would be angry. Oh, dude, it's only like forever, right. you know, or an incredibly painful process that might remove it. But anyways, a group of my friends, this is also when the last, the sixth book of Harry Potter, the films were coming out. <clears throat> and we all were super into it. I don't know if you remember this, that in the house that we lived in, the party house, we had a, uh, a wand remote. So like how you waved the wand. Y'all would either had change that the remote. Channel. I have yeah. always wanted that remote. Yeah, Big B had that remote. <clears throat> and we just didn't use that often because it was like you really had to know how to do it to do everything. Right. Like tw- twisting it to the right, turn the volume up, twisting it to the left, turn the volume down, swiping right would bring up the menu. You know, like it, it, did, it was insanity. like br- Big B was the, really the only one that knew how to do it well. Right. But yeah, it was always just sitting on that coffee table that we had. <clears throat> I never saw that. How the yeah. fuck did I never see that? Probably because you're always drunk when you're over there. Well, that's true. Okay. You know, and then it's always dark in there, too. Like, we never had a ton of lights on. Well, and we usually stayed in the garage. Or the <laughs> and we stayed in the garage a lot, too. That's also because we were always smoking. Right. Right? So it was like Big B and a group of people all went and got, as like sort of like an homage to Harry Potter and Muzza, lightning bolt tattoos on their ankles. And they had them done to where they looked like scars, like the Harry Potter scar. So it was like it was like three or four of them went and got it. It was only fifty bucks. But I will was... go with you to get this tattoo. <laughs> yeah, I want. Yeah, I this regret tattoo. not getting that. And you I tell regret not getting that. Big B, if you want to get a second scar tattoo, lightning scar tattoo, <laughs> you can come too. Yeah. So uh, then, if or I you do can that, at least we'll come and watch us. If I do that, I'll have at least two matching tattoos. Of old Big B, Big B, and I'll have a couple matching tattoos. <laughs> Well, we you, now you and I got to go get the betta fish. Oh, I'm excited about the betta fish. That's an awesome tattoo idea. I have actually been downloading so many photos of 
just photos that I like, tattoos that, of betta fish, I'll start sending them to you and like get your input on what you you like. Okay, have, let's fucking so, do it. Because bro. there's a a red one and a blue one, right? Yeah, it's got well it has to be a it red one. It has to be a red one and a blue one. Uh, I actually got a blue beta fighting fish. I don't know if you knew that. I had it. I think I did know that, but it died. His name was Harley. He died. I never got Oh yeah, Harley. He lived for a I long remember time Harley. I remember Harley. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I never did that or had desired to, just because I had beta fish all growing up. Oh, really? And they always I- died within like a year. Harley like, made it like two years or almost two years. He made it a long time for. They should be fish, living. They should be. I thought they should live more than longer than. I really years. did too, but I've I've had two, and neither of them have made it past two years. With me just taking great care of them, you know. I'm gonna look up how long is a beta fish supposed to live? Because it's when you see their colors start fading. You know, it's bad. Yeah. Uh huh. And like their fins start to separate. Uh huh. Yeah. It's really sad because I always grew so attached to them. Harley, I would sing to him every morning. You'd Hello, sing darling. to him? Hello, three, darling. In captivity, beta fish are supposed to live three to five years. No way, man. I took such good care of my beta fish. It says three to five Maybe years. Maybe he made it two years. Maybe. Maybe at max he made it two years. Oh, here's another one. Japanese fighting fish, how long do beta fish live? Two to three years is an average lifespan for a okay. beta fish. However, six years is achievable. How? Probably if you don't keep them in like a time. I bet if it's like the bigger. No, that's what I the, did. I kept oh, him. Oh, really? So I kept him in um, a big, for just a single beta fish, I kept him in a big ass tank um, with a huge skull in the middle that was like a little house so he could go in there and be alone if he wanted to. I mean, like, it, it had bubbles, even though they go to the top and breathe air. Oh, right, right, Like, right. I cleaned it often. See, like, the longest mine ever lived was, like, a year, maybe a year and a half. I don't even yeah, know. But we kept yeah. them in, like, a vase with, like, the plant that went down. with like Well, because I had also heard they like smaller spaces because they live in shallow water. Right. But I don't fucking know. I don't know. I tried to take care of him. I even gave him – I even got a little tank cleaner fish for him once named Walter, but he killed it. Well, yeah, because beta fish are fighting fish, so they're going to kill anything yeah, that's yeah, in there with it. it. Oh, I just thought he would leave the tank cleaner alone. No. Then one day the water was really dark when I came home, <laughs> and I found Walter under the skull. Like, Walter had burrowed himself under the skull trying to survive, and Harley had just gone under there and done work. It's pretty <laughs> devastating. But I had a one of the guys that lived in the party oh, house with me. Poor Walter. I know. He was Walter was the sweetest little boy. He did such a good job. He, he cleaned the tank just like he was supposed to. So well. He did. Harley just and what was like, he repaid? How was he repaid? Harley just fucking you know what killed happened? the shit out of him. He killed the shit out of him and made the tank dirty. So he did everything negative to Walter. Like he just like he rubbed did. his fucking dead face in the he did he really did it i was honestly devastated i was honestly <laughs> devastated. um but i had a roommate who would always tell me <clears throat> stories about when he was in high school they would in their lockers raise beta fish in high school and they would keep them for the school year and they'd they'd done all this stuff so the school year, they because they can live in like dark whatever right. and they just stayed in little bowls and they would put banana leaves in the water because apparently they said they researched it and banana leaves made them tougher and at the last on the last day of school they throw them all in one tank together last man standing how fucked up <laughs> how fucked up is that so That's they would like spend a whole year out of the fucking play yeah so they'd spend That's the like whole year ladyboy. <laughs> That's lady boy That's lady boy mentality that is fucked up mm-hmm. i know I hate because that. he was telling me that as i had my beta and i was like absolutely not harley won't be doing any such things like right. protecting this little guy i got him cool rocks i got him bubbly water see? i got him a big skull house like see that's why i love you because you at least have some sort of empathy for even a fish yeah. Oh, like, and massive empathy. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I loved all my pets, man. So this day, I'll feel tings, like pings of uh, of of um, sorrow and like shame and regret because when I was like five, I remember seeing a um, 
a bird's nest <clears throat> and I threw rocks at it and it had chicks in it, like oh, little wow. baby birds. And I knocked two of them out and um, one of them died instantly because I think I hit it with the rock. Oh. I didn't know they were in there. The other one fell and it was still alive, but it was like, you know, naked, like a little pink thing. Yeah. And I went and got gloves and I like picked it up and I tried to save it, but it died and I buried them and I put a little headstone on the ground. Still to this day, oh. I feel guilt about that. Still to this day. But you know what? Like, that's so bad. That's upsetting. <laughs> yeah. But also, really, like, that's, I killed that's but the fact that you still think about them. Cody, I do. I was I thinking think about that, it earlier this I, week. I think that that shows who you are, that you're such a good, kind person. Like, as a child, you didn't know yeah. any better, and you did this yeah, thing, and still this to thing. this day, you think about that? Like, that's... Yeah, I feel such guilt. Dude, I just want to give you a big hug right now. I wish Thanks, I man, because I feel bad. <laughs> oh, dude! No! Oh, they're tiny uh, little pink bodies. They never had a chance. They didn't get to live life. They didn't know, know what it was like to fly. They didn't know what it was like to hunt. But, dude, the fact that it still follows you and you still yeah. let it affect you, like, that's a – that just shows yeah. that you're a good person that has Thanks, a heart, man. that has love, <laughs> that shows love. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. Dude, well, next time Maybe I I'll get a little you, tiny pink bird tattoo in memory. Just, like, a little rat bird with, like, yeah, those little, little bony bird. arms that are just, like, flapping yeah, around. That's what it was. God. So I'm gonna sad. give you a big hug just for the bird the next time I Thanks, man. see you. I, I promise appreciate you. It. Like, please remind me <laughs> to give you a bird <laughs> <Yeah>. hug. <laughs> a bird hug. God. Oh, dude. Yeah, it was sad. That's a that's a good story. I mean, it's not because you didn't <laughs> right. think. I did do the thing. The fact that huge you still their nest. think about it makes me uh, just love you more, dude. Yeah, yeah, I do think about it. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Oh shit. Oh. So this is an uplifting podcast. Let's chug a beer, man. We were supposed to do yeah, that. Yeah, dude. Then we can get into our news game. News stuff. A corner. Okay. No. I'm not I'm not I'm not a, a fan of that. Cheers. Uh, cheers, dude. Uh, yeah. How does it feel to no longer be a gay man? You're just a man. Cheers. Well, I'll tell you the next time a dick is in my mouth how I feel about being <laughs> just a man. Yeah. Well, you're I just mean, a man doing a man things. All right. Oh, cheers. cheers, dude. Crushed you. All right. Oh, my God. We're going to do a gay corner? Let's do gay corner. Let's do oh, gay corner. Gay corner? Well, I don't know. Okay, we're going. Uh, let's go gay corner. Oh, wait, or not. Do it. Do it, you pussy. You pussy. Oh, pussy. <sighs> wow, you're really just burping up a storm there, Oh, huh? man. Yeah. It got me good. I can't stop. Oh my god. Oh my, okay. Serious news. Jesus. <laughs> All right, so I got three. <clears throat> Two pretty depressing ones. All of them, and you can call this lazy on me, I call it lucky. All come from the Huffington Post. Or Huff yeah, Huff Post. Whatever. Florida woman Florida woman out of luck when winning lottery ticket gets lost in the mail. Thanks, COVID. So, Ridge Manor, Florida, a woman who won $1,000 in a second chance drawing on July 29th isn't getting her prize because certified letters, the certified letter she sent to Florida's lottery headquarters never arrived. They lost her fucking letter, a.k.a. stole her lottery ticket. Unacceptable. So, yeah, I know. Let's, let's see here. Um, when Burgess, Burgess, that's the woman's last name, <clears throat> called... Lottery officials told her that without a ticket, the prize would go to an alternate winner. So basically, because of COVID, 
the lottery mm-hmm. office was shut down. So you have two options when you win. Right. You take it directly to a drop box and drop it in because mm-hmm. um, how they enter, they have their name, so they're called. So someone from the lottery office called and said, hey, you won X amount. Bring your ticket to the drop box or mail it to our lottery office. Well, because of COVID-19, the did that drink hit you? You're kind of wobbling. Oh. I'm feeling real good. Yeah. Yeah, you're Keep going. Keep going. I'm listening. I'm with <laughs> because you. I'm, of... I'm, still, I'm still aware. But that okay. one, that chug got me. Yeah, right I there. saw that one sent you over. So <laughs> because of COVID-19, the Dropbox was closed. So she thought the best, I mean, the only option was for her to mail it. And it shows that it was received at the post office. Never sent. It's a limited window. So the the post office fucked her out of her winnings. It ended up going to an alternate winner, like the person that was behind her because she was not able, because the post office fucked up and, and lost her ticket. She didn't win the lottery. Oh, can you imagine? My God. Can you imagine? That is the worst luck. Dude. That's talk about, I don't even know if you call that talk luck. About, that's not luck. Talk about COVID, the pain of COVID, and then you win the lottery, and then COVID fucks you again. Yep. That's like a double middle finger. Yeah, and this is what's really sad is like because this became a news thing, basically the lottery office said if the package arrives, lottery officials told the station they would bend the rules, the time restraint rules, and pay, Burgess, the $1,000 if it was postmarked by the original deadline wait so it's only a thousand dollars yeah so it's like a just like a so it was like a second chance winner so she didn't win the mega lottery she just won oh, okay. something but it's okay. still a g it's still a thousand thousand dollars so i will still accept the pain that i just said but i in my head i was thinking like millions of dollars oh yeah yeah can you imagine oh can you imagine can you imagine <laughs> Dude, you know, this I, I, is almost I mean, like... honestly, I'd probably just be like, oh, so well, I dude, guess the it, entire world is against me. And I mean, think about it. It's like, man, I wish I, and I like to think I'm an optimistic guy, but my first thought goes to, and this is fucked up. I'll admit it's fucked up, but I'm like, someone at the post office stole that shit. Yeah. How? It's postmarked to the lottery office. The safe assumption is that's a winning ticket in that piece of mail right there. But, Why is it being mailed back? Now at this point, even if you it was stolen, it. there's no they way that it can it. be claimed. But it doesn't so stop an idiot stolen, from doing it. It does true. not stop an idiot from doing it. So now that person is fucked. Even if an idiot did steal it, now they're fucked. And where she gets stolen from the mail or lost by the mail all the time. And also, and I know this because I sent my father a gift that was lost by the mail. Right. So they couldn't find his address for some reason. Like they do so many delivery attempts. Right. Even though he has a fucking address and a mailbox, like they couldn't access. They said they couldn't find it because he lives out in the country or whatever. Then it gets shipped to another state like the lost and found. And I'll tell you right now, it's next to impossible to retrieve your package if it's sent to that location. It just sucks when it's like a gift, like to your father, or, or like a lottery, lottery ticket. ticket. Like that's when it like sucks. But like shit happens. Shit does happen. I'm not saying this is what happened. I actually know more than one person that worked for the postal office. All great people. I don't think one single one of them would ever do this. But the really dark side of me is like, oh, someone stole that shit. <laughs> but it literally is scanned. So, like, if I order something or if I have mail, even if I have signed up for, like, USPS, like, mail check, I get emails every day of whatever piece of mail right. that I get. I get an email about where it's at. So, but anything is addressed to me. That's not scanned. So, that's weird. Right? So it's like, how are some items always scanned, but some items not? And then sometimes it'll be like, you're receiving a package that wasn't scanned, you know, like... Wait, from someone... Like, wait, what do you mean? So I'll get informed deliveries, and they'll say I'm getting X amount of mail. 
But right. then I'll have more than X amount of mail. And I check my mail every day. Like, so I know it came like in the same thing that was not things? listed, but yet it's there. No. It'll be like important stuff. Oh. And it'll be in my mail, but it was not in my informed delivery. So anyway, moving. Anyway, moving on. Right along. What's next? British Wildlife Park removes five cursing parrots from public view. I saw this. <laughs> did you see this? I did. So apparently, and it's like a, a, a British wildlife, a wildlife park has removed five <laughs> African gray parrots from public view because of foul, the fowl's foul language. Good pun there. Uh, Lincolnshire's Wildlife Park adopted the parrots about six weeks ago and put them in quarantine together, according to Lincolnshire Live. During that time together, the birds shared the ability to curse up a storm, something they engaged in quite often, according to Steve Nichols, the park CEO. This is a quote here. I get called a fat twat every time I walk past <laughs> Nichols told CNN. <laughs> Nichols said potty mouth parrots aren't uncommon in his line of work. For the last 25 years, we have always taken in parrots that have sometimes had a bit of a blue language, and we have really got used to that, he told the Lincolnshire Live. Every now and then, you'll get one that swears, and it's always funny. We always find it very comical and when they do, when they do swear at you. So cussing birds... Makes me think when I was in um, Costa Rica, the hotel we stayed at had a parrot that had uh, no tongue. Its tongue had been removed. I don't know why. It was the meanest parrot in the world. It sat on this little perch, and you were supposed to be able to feed it, only it fucking hated people. So if you came around it, it would come at you with its like mouth open and try to bite you. <clears throat> like it would chase you, like fly and chase you. It was like not well, in a yeah, cage. Yeah, its tongue um, had been cut out. I know it was really sad. But what was scary though is like its mouth would open, like that was like its warning, so you could see its little nub of a tongue, like its little nub black tongue, like, <laughs> and then it would like, like take off. Oh, and that fucking thing would chase you for <laughs> a very long distance, baby. Oh my god! And if it got you, it was a biting the shit out of you, like. Oh shit. It was the meanest little bird I ever met. Um, I went to school with a kid whose family were uh, missionaries. And they lived, I believe it was in Malaysia. And he told me that, um, you know, they had to walk through the market as children to go to school. <clears throat> and uh, there were like monkeys and shit, you know, in cages everywhere as they'd walk wow. through this market, like as pets and stuff. And there was this one monkey, and someone had taught it to jerk off. And so they said every day they'd walk by, this monkey would just be jacking it furiously in its little cage. Like That sounds like me. Yeah. <laughs> just so yeah. like, uh... Some school kid teaches a monkey to jack off. And they say, you know, this thing's just vigorously jerking off at all hours. Like, <laughs> Oh, man. That's... Yeah. Uh, your phone is slowing down. Is your phone about to die? Yeah, it's about to die. Dude, I haven't even done Gate Corner yet. What else do you have? You have one more, right? This wasn't on the news. This is my last thing here for our news story. I don't have... It was on MSN, NBC, or whatever. Is that what that is? And I think this is where we all are in our life. We're tired of being told what to do and bullied around, right? No matter what it is. In St. Louis, a bar regular, and you can Google this, bar regular, light cigarette during armed robbery. A fucking dude walks in to rob this bar. This old dive bar is like Patrick's or something. He is holding people at gunpoint. One of the patrons over it refuses to give the man his phone while the gun is pointing at him, chooses to pull out a cigarette and light it while he's ignoring the man. Even though he's got all these other people on the ground with their hands on the bar tops, this dude just fucking is like, fuck you, bro. I'm not doing it. I'm not going to be scared of you because you have a gun and you're telling me what is going to happen. And the man backs away from him 
ends up taking the money from the the uh, register and leaves. And I thought that was like a cool story to end on. Like we're just tired. Yeah. Of dealing with stupid shit. shit. Yeah. And this is our time that we're just gonna be like, you know what? We're that guy. We're gonna light a cigarette and say, "Fuck you." I'm tired of being scared and tired. Yeah. Right. What are the choice I have to make? And I'm not encouraging people to do stupid things because there's enough people in the world already doing that. Yeah. I'm just going to stand my ground and I'm just going to make it clear what I want. And I'm, and that's it. And that is the end of this session. Serious news. That's great. Because guess what? We're about to go into Gay Corner. Ooh, that was a rough one, ladies and gentlemen. That was real rough. I'm struggling. I'm lots of beers in. Yeah. I'm almost, almost nine beers. I just have like a couple uh, of steps left. Oh, no. Oh, no. We lost Cody. We lost him. He's not coming back. I don't know how to get Cody back. His fucking phone died. Oh, that's so upsetting. Ugh. I'm just going to stay on and hope that he uh, rejoins us. What's up, dude? Sorry, Sorry dude. Phone no, died. No, don't apologize, dude. You're good. Sounds going to be a little bit worse on this one because I had to keep it plugged into this wall. That's okay. That's okay, dude. Yeah. All right. So, gay corner. The gay corner. Honestly, Gay corner. So, I didn't have anything planned. The only thing I wanted to talk about, which I feel like can be more of a conversation, is yesterday was uh, National Coming Out Day. Oh, wow. Was it really? Yeah. So I kind of wanted to just like see, like, just kind of like chat a little bit about this. Um, I don't really want to talk about like my coming out because I don't know, just like uh, I'm super drunk now. So like now I'm trying to put my thoughts together. Wait, is it still light there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you fucking kidding me right now? No, dude. I'm two hours behind you. I know, but it's so it's so dark here. I know. It's so it's hot light. here, too. I'm so upset. It's really cold here. Not here. Oh, damn it. Um, no, it's just like... Uh, I've had a lot of different experiences in my life, and I feel like I've talked to a lot about like in my life i've talked about a lot about like the negative coming out stories of things with like really close friends that i had that like sent me messages that were just kind of like you're gay fuck you i can't be a part of your life anymore and that's not something that i want to focus on um, even though that's very real and if you're out there and if anybody is gay and or if anybody is thinking about coming out, if any, if this is something that is a thought in your head, of course, that negativity, that those negative experiences, they're going to happen, unfortunately. But I do have to say how wonderful it is when you find the people in your life that love you unconditionally and that supports you so i definitely want to talk about you also what the bible says we should do anyway what love our neighbor yeah uh, i think it also says that only god knows the heart of man i don't know just some which key which points is, here if we want to talk about god if we want to talk about faith my my faith is between me and God. It is not between me right. and you and God. Right. right. So if you have a problem with me being gay, then that's between you and God. That's not between me and you and God. If right. you don't like how I am, it's not between our relationship 
and what God thinks. That's between me and God. So if you yeah, have a like problem a with that, then that's on you. That's not on me. Um, and how wonderful it is that I have people like you, Cody, who are in my life, who when I came out without uh, even a question, without even a thought, you were so on my side just because, just because simply I'm your friend and I'm a human. Right. You were on my side just because of love for another person who is in your friend circle, in your relationship circle, who is part of your life and how thankful I am that you were there and how thankful I am for so many people in my life who have uh, been there no matter what. Even my friends who are close to me who have very close religious convictions about homosexuality and all of these things, they have understood and they, they get that, that that's not on them. Right. It's not their responsibility to hold that over my head and over yeah. their head and over God's head. That right. doesn't matter. And I don't, I don't want to hijack this. I'm going to make this super quick. But for <laughs> anyone that's really struggling with this concept, if we want to put the Bible in weight, and I know we want to take every single word, what do you think matters the most? Like what someone said at the beginning of time or what the fucking red letters say? Because as far as I've understood it, the uh, red letters are the ones that really matter because those are the words of, of Jesus and God himself, right? Yeah, so they have someone interpreting. But the red letters say it's not our place to judge. It's our place to love. It's not the fucking healthy that need a doctor. It's this sick. And I'm not saying gay people are sick. But my point is, even if you think this thing, your job is to fucking love a person, right? It's to support a person, to be there for a person, to understand that you don't know everything. Actually, you know hardly anything in the grandscape of life. So before you are quick to judge because you heard a sermon about something, why don't you just read the fucking red letters over and over and over and over at least three times and then come back and see how you feel about it. Anyway, yeah. Absolutely. Thank you, Cody. I appreciate that. No, I love everything you just said. Um, I'm throwing a lot of shit out there. I'm also very drunk and I I feel like you I threw a wrench in it. I'm sorry. I threw a wrench in it. No, 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 not at all. If anything, you made it more clear of what I was talking about than anything. When it comes to coming out, um, I think we also need to recognize that this is something that I have to do all the time unfortunately yeah this is something that uh when you're straight like i don't know cody like you tell me is this something that like you have to constantly be telling everyone all your friends anybody that you come in contact with that you're a straight guy no that this is something that i have i have to have this conversation all the time Oh, fuck. Uh, there was a story I was going to tell, and I don't remember what it is because I'm drunk right now. So, when we were at the restaurant, and the girl was giving me a massage, and you made a joke about having sex with her, and she was like, I've never been with a gay man before. And then you were like, I'm not gay. And wait, the room wait. fucking cleared. Wait, like, what? She comes up behind you. and Or no, you come up behind her. And you're like giving her a massage, right? And then she's like being herself and it's like oh fuck yeah like making it all sexual and stuff the kitchen staff's there i'm like all the wait staff's there in the back wait station or i mean in the wait station and you riff off this and are like basically you make like a sex joke and then she's like oh yeah i've never been with a gay man before and then you like stop (laughs) and you're like but i'm not gay and dude, even the kitchen staff, who were ruthless human beings, immediately started finding things to do. Like no one knew what to do. So we were like, uh, uh, and we like, everyone cleared the fuck out. Dude, people, could, they did everything they could not to run out of that wait station. Like when she said that and you replied, it was the. <laughs> and then like, oh. you got kind of awkward and she was like, 
I don't she remember got this at all. I don't. You don't remember this? No. This is a. This must have oh. been like a blackout moment for me, where Dude, I just like blocked Brett it out. Still brings it up to me. Brett still brings it up to me. And welcome, now he was like, "Oh my welcome. god, I got to do something in the office Jesus real quick." Jesus Christ. <laughs> I do not remember this. Holy shit, dude. It could not. Seriously, I must have, like, literally, like, blocked it out. Dude, Welcome you must have. To, because to uh, coming out week. <laughs> the coming yeah. out day. Jesus Christ. It was like, you know, you hear the phrase, I mean, like, suck the air out of the room. Everybody the is, was I like. Don't, I don't think that 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 you're telling i i 100 believe that no, i would have done that i don't yeah. remember doing this but like how many times in my life have i done that well then that's the thing i think it's probably happened to you so many times that that's like whereas me it's very significant right. because even with my time with you there's like a handful of times i yeah. can i can think of like really awkward weird moments before you were openly gay that i was like oh sure you know like yeah uh, but that's the top. That's the tippy top right there. Um, but then you have, yeah. like, I mean, like, working at the bistro, I think the bistro is, like, one of the best things that ever happened to me. Because Talleen, I, I remember Talleen talking to me and being like, hey, you know, if you're gay, I have your back. Like, I got you. Yeah. yeah. And, like, and Pat, saying the same thing to me and having all of these like people in my life who i loved and Dude, all the staff there you know on my side and under like trying to understand what that meant have uh, this right. reassurance and like uh support system that i didn't have before it makes me think of something that candace and all of these people that you're mentioning said to me so for backstory for anyone listening, at the Bistro, on Sunday nights, you were special if you were invited to work on a Sunday night. Yeah. And, and it's because it was a very small crew, but at the end of every shift, we got a huge shift dinner, which was like the best dinner you've ever had, so plus good. free drinks. Fajitas. As many drinks as you fajitas wanted. Fajitas and drinks. Dude, oh. the best fucking fajitas and as many drinks i'm serious as you wanted and, and it was because you were a part of like the inner circle of people that really worked hard and like did stuff and you made good money yeah that's what the craziest yeah. thing was like yeah. so anyway it was a sunday night and um it was me candace and i think uh for sure tallene and maybe russell who was also another gay man oh yeah um and we were all sitting, like, drinking and eating fajitas. And Candace looked at me and was like, is Seth gay? And I said, no, Seth's not gay. And she was like, Seth is gay. And I think she thought I was just protecting you. Like, when, why she responded the way she did. And she was like, we just want Seth to know that when Seth is ready, all we're waiting to do is support him. Like, that's everybody here. We're just waiting to support him. And it was like a weird concept to me. But now as you say these things, it makes a lot of sense why she was telling that. Because I'm assuming she thought I would go back and tell you, yeah. hey, everybody's thinking this. But in my right. mind, I was thinking, no, he's not. I'm not. And I never shared it. You know, like. Uh, sorry. I'm like tearing up. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, man. That's really, yeah, no, that's, that's like, that's really funny just because it's so true. And that what right. she says is like, of I'm waiting for him to be ready. Like, that's such right. a weird um, thing, especially because she probably understood more than anyone that like being a gay oh, boy yeah. from Oklahoma was not a, um, Oh shit. Um it was not okay. like a um thing that was an easy road. A, an easy road and she, I think that she understood it more than anyone. Um and probably Russell did too. Oh yeah. Uh honestly everyone at that table yeah. outside of me probably understood it really well. 
you know? And how funny that is that they, because they did know that you were my best friend. Right. And probably they assumed that I right. had come out to you. Right, but I think they did. I think that when they said that, maybe it was like they had the realization that I wasn't even at the point where I could come out to my best friend. Right. And maybe that was like very, um, sorry, <laughs> very um, okay. upsetting for them, you know, of, of like that you couldn't even come out to your best friend, how sad that is. Well, and I think it's, you know, I, I, I know, and I don't want to speak for Tallene or Candace or any of these people. These are all strong women that can fucking tell you what's up. But like, yeah, I know that they loved you. Right. right. Absolutely. And I think it was, especially after this moment happened, very, very clear that you're being, being denied a level of love and like life that's just not fair. Right. Yeah. Like you deserve to be able to be who you are and let the kitchen staff make fun of you for being gay, but also love you for being gay. Right. You know, like, which you, is something that maybe I didn't even understand that, like, when they would like say things that, like, it was more right. hurtful. Right. Because I like didn't when they would draw dicks on your cup and right, all that, that shit. Like, that it, it was out of. Right. It was out of love. It right. wasn't it was. out of, like, and it truly was. And I didn't. It was. And maybe I, like, even in this moment, I don't even understand. I didn't even understand until now how much that is true. Right. The beach was a good fucking place, man. It like, was. yeah. They loved you, dude. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, right. Um, that all of this stuff that they did when they would draw a big dick <laughs> on my cup, like a huge <laughs> dick on my cup. I'll tell you what, like, and I'm not and this is not to take away is to aid to you. Like even me as like, just like a straight white guy learned so much from the people at the bistro. Yeah. You know, like what's funny, it, like what was great was like, I, the environment I grew up in and, um, and then the, the school that I ended up going to, like, it was kind of weird. Like I never received a lot of like physical affection. You know what I'm saying? Like where, someone that's just your friend hugs you like I would be like weirded out by that right because I just wasn't used to it yeah and then like going into this place where these people men women it gay straight it didn't fucking matter yeah. like I would show up to a work a shift which everyone that's in the service industry understands how bullshit level that is but, but like for s multiple people to come up and like hug me or you know like fucking tell me when I'm being a piece of shit or tell me sh exactly what they think of me. And at the time it took me years to understand, like that's because they loved me. And like, this is right. what like good people do. you right. Like they fucking hug you. Like they let you experience like parts of life that I honestly right. had been super denied um, until this point, until going yeah. there, even in college, that didn't fucking happen for me, right? right? No one just like walked over and like gave me a hug just cause, right? And like how rocking, and like, and this is only to emphasize how much more extreme this must have been for you, right? Because I'm on easy street, so to speak. Like, I'm on no, the assumed I don't, path, no, if you I'm will, sorry. I don't know? want you to discount yourself because every human experience is going to be different. It does not matter. No. You might have been straight, but you know what? You needed that love and you found it. I needed it, it man. Yeah, and I you found it. it. That's just as important. That is just right? as important. We cannot, and, we cannot sit here and compare ourselves because comparing each other is only going to lead to a negative outcome. That's true. Because we're apples and potatoes, needed, right? Right. You need to fucking love. I need to fucking love. Right. Yeah, we might be going through different shit. Yeah, you might have privilege that i don't have i might have privilege but, that you don't have but how crazy it, it came in the same form and it did right people yeah. that just were had lived enough life that they didn't give a fuck about whatever barriers both of us had yep and were willing to walk up in the beginning yep. of the shift and like fucking give us a hug and call us a fucking queer or draw a dick on our cup yeah or even like even russell really understood this with me and like would constantly tell me that I was homophobic and I was like I am not 
homophobic. And then he would like find a way later in that day to test me on this. Did I tell you this? Like no. constantly would be like, Cody is uncomfortable around gay men. And I'd be like, no, I'm not. And he's like, okay. And then 30 minutes later, we're emptying the bread drawer. And I look over and he's got these two huge baguettes. These two massive dick-shaped baguettes. Literally the length of your forearm. And i like, <laughs> this is so distinct. He's like pulling them out of the bread drawer. And he like looks over at me. And I like make eye contact. And then he acts like he's blowing both of them. He's like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> And I was like, god damn it. But in a lot of ways, like I now understand what he was trying to do. Like he was obviously just fucking right. with me. Just like right. the dick on the cup. Right. For me, it was the baguette. Right. Right. If but anything, then at the end it was of the like, day, Russell. If anything, it was Russell being sitting there being like, hey, your best friend is a fucking faggot. I'm <laughs> yeah, gonna sit dude. here and I'm gonna push you until you can't be pushed anymore. So that right. when your friend comes out to you, it is easy. And that's exactly street. how it played out, man. That's exactly how it played out. Russell, you, Russell. constantly made me <laughs> uncomfortable. But not only would he make me uncomfortable, but he would like want to talk to me about it. Right. Why am I uncomfortable? Because, you know, it's in like the thing he would kind of make clear to me, him and T, you know, it's like, you can't really catch gay. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not like the flu. Because right. I'm gay, you're not going to be gay if you're comfortable with me. Or right. if I give you a hug, it doesn't mean necessarily that I always want to fuck you. Even right. though sometimes I do, it's because because I want to fuck you. You know, like, they're, like, distinguishing the line. Right, 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 right. And, like, I'm so happy we had this conversation because not that this is something that ever, like, crossed my mind before uh, or, like, since, but, like, in the moment when I saw those dicks on the cups, I always took it as an offense. Oh, really? I did. But I, wow. I haven't, See, I haven't, that's... I haven't thought about it since. It's not something that I ever like right, 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 held right. against someone. But like anytime I saw that, I always thought of it as an offense. But now that we're talking about it, it it's like, it, which is why I'm like super emotional about it because it is, it's uh, making me recognize that it truly was like out of love that they, tr- it was, that, dude. That they true that they really did care about me. They did. In a way that um, I wasn't able to accept. Like, I, there was no way I could understand because of outside things that had nothing right. to do with the bistro that I'd never met someone who could joke with me about that. Right. And that was like the first experiences. Oh my God, this is like blowing my mind right now. Uh, that was like the first experience that I have with someone who is truly just joking with me, being kind and like really trying to like be on my side of like, I'm going to draw a dick on your cup because you're fucking gay. Like, (laughs) and like joke with me and like, but also be on my side. Oh shit. Well, anyway, that's the, I I think that that's a good place to end uh, the game. That's all I got. Don't judge him based off today, guys. I'm not going to try anymore. I feel like I've had like a roller coaster of emotions the last like 30 minutes. Um, Dude, nine beers deep. Nine beers deep. Episode 12. Episode 12. Did you see my new shirt? Dude, I've been looking at it all day and I have like, this motherfucker, didn't they just lose? Hey, we got fucking robbed. Woo pig, Arkansas. They fucked us. They fucked us on a bullshit call. Fuck you, Auburn. I didn't I didn't know. I just saw that you posted something and it was negative. They fucked us. Okay, so Arkansas. First time in my life. Seth and I, we went to uh, the bullshit Golden Eagles. They didn't even fucked. have a football team. All my life I wanted to cheer for a team. You know where I end up? The University of Arkansas. Proud. <laughs> proud and we finally have an offense that looks good and you fuck us anyway well, maybe if the offense got their dick sucked by yours truly maybe they would be better yeah that's how you're gonna go with it huh? that's where Woo i went pig. with it Woo pig.
It's your cheers, dude, because I had last oh, week. Oh, shit. Let me get a beer. Let me get a beer. This motherfucker. Hey, chill out. I got my headphones in. Car oh, cover. shit. You can hear me. <laughs> That's right, you fuck. <laughs> All right. Sweet. Uh, here's my cheers. Yes. First and foremost, the University of Arkansas. I'm proud of you. I'm beyond proud to have gone to such an awesome program. And even more importantly, because that's the beginning, to my brother Seth, that you get to be the man that you are, openly and freely, forever and ever, and anybody that's like him, everybody, fucking anybody, whatever you are, that we are blessed enough and will continue to be fortunate enough to get to stay who we are, loving who we are, forever and ever. I love you. I appreciate you all. Cheers. Dude, I love you. I appreciate love you, brother. I appreciate you. I appreciate everybody that's listening. I'm gonna keep yeah. going just real quick. As Americans, and I don't I, that pretty much all of our listeners are in America right now, so I'm just gonna speak that that we have the freedom that if somebody's challenging your freedom, you can stand up and you can do something about it. Absolutely, right? and you better so, stand up. Let's do that, right? Look out Fucking for our brothers for sure. and sisters. Absolutely, always. Love you, Cheers. dude. Cheers. Love you, brother. Oh. Nine beers deep. Woo pig. Say it again. Woo pig. Woo pig. Oh, yeah, piggy. Get my get in my armpit, bitch. Woo pig. You're going back to your weird armpit fetish. I don't like that you're ruining my woo pig. <laughs> it's not my armpit, but I'm not an armpit fetish, dude. You've had your armpit licked. You're opening it up like you're receiving just licking. I've, just because I've had it licked doesn't mean I'm It makes me think you've had it licked a good enough that it's your default. Woo pig!